Employee Lounge. I'm your host, Joe Kang, and today we'll be talking about risk management with our special guest, Terry Elkins. Terry, thank you for joining us today. Please tell our audience what you do for Arlington County and how long you've been here. Well, I'm the risk manager for Arlington County. I started in January. My department does all the insurance placement for the county. We oversee also the claims and the handling of the claims. Even though we have a third-party administrator, we still oversee the handling of the workers' comp, the auto liability, any physical damage to our property, whether it's an auto or a building, any general liability claims all go through our third-party administrator, but we oversee that they are handling it correctly. We do not make final determination on some of them, but they are there to help us make that determination. In addition, we also oversee the safety and loss control uh, policies for the county. We also work with purchasing and other departments in reviewing the insurance requirements of the contracts and what contractual liability we're taking on, what are the requirements for either party in the contract as it pertains to insurance. Wow, that's a lot of different terms that you use there. So for someone that may not be as familiar with what you do, what exactly is risk management? Risk management is exactly what it states. What you're trying to do is lower the financial risk, for example, to the county, that will result in a loss of dollars, and it is our role to minimize that exposure on a proactive and on a reactive basis. Oh, got it. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your experience in risk management, and tell us what would be the most important thing for your success as a risk manager. Well, I have 20 plus years experience in risk management in the private and public sectors. And my belief is for a risk manager to be successful, they have to look at programs that are currently implemented and what programs need to be implemented and the processes that are in place and need to be in place to minimize the risk to the entity that employs them, so to speak in a proactive manner because you can have claims, for example, you can handle them proactively and reactively. Proactively is through safety and loss preventions. So hence, for example, we are launching Safety Week, October 23rd through the 27th for the county. And this is to increase the awareness of safety and it's gonna involve online training courses, speakers at trades and courthouse, October 24th and 25th as well as vendor booths and the vendors that currently are part of the safety and wellness programs for the county, they will be there. That is our proactive step. Another proactive step is a claim occurs. You look at the frequency and severity of the claims for a certain department, for a certain area, for what they are doing. And then based on that, you implement programs that proactively prevent those claims from occurring. So that's where the proactive and reactive comes into play. As part of our safety week, we also will launch a month of October classes and activities, like for example, CPR classes. Of course, the concentration will be that October 23rd through 27th, but we will have ongoing activities throughout the month. Okay, that's great. So since you've come to the county uh, in January, what areas of opportunities do you see are currently working on to improve risk management? Well, I am a firm believer, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. However, if you want to take anything to the next level, you have to look at the areas of improvement. So what I've done, for example, some of the processes we have had in place, should we change it? And if so, why? So for example, 
all claims are now being reported to our third-party administrator, and it's online reporting. It's web-based. In the past, only workers' comp claims were being reported, while liability claims were being cherry-picked for reporting online. This resulted in a data that was half manually driven and half automated. So what we've done is to avoid the inaccuracy of the processes or the lengthy analysis, we've taken the step that we should report all liability claims, the auto as well as the general liability, as well as any damages to our autos as well as our property. So there's one central depository of the claims data and then when you run the reports, it spits out accurate data. We can take this data and gather it and sort it and slice it in all different ways to the level of even departmental, which tells a story for that department so then they can proactively implement loss prevention techniques to minimize these claims from occurring. Another point that we're taking on is contractual insurance requirements and the corresponding language of those requirements is being reviewed with purchasing as well as other departments such as real estate health services, but it's not limited to these departments only. Whoever needs that expertise has come to me as well as I've identified it and have gone and um, mentioned to them that we really need to look at it and look at the utilization of language and when the coverages should be applied or not applied depending upon the agreement. Once this is established with each department, I hope to then train and conduct that training to each of the department's representatives that are involved with the agreements and then implement a process where it's just foolproof of how the language should read. Another point is when a hold harmless should be utilized as a last resort. Hold harmless is not really a good defense, and I know we have a lot of hold harmlesses out there, and they don't all read the same. They're all different. And in the past, if somebody didn't have insurance, we slapped a hold harmless in front of them, had them sign it, and we thought, this is great, this is hunky-dory, let's move on. No, it's not, because if we end up in court, that hold harmless, especially if that individual or that entity does not have the money to back it up, and there is a claim involved or there's a liability, they're gonna to look to the county. The court's gonna to look to the county. So we've got to, even though we can claim um, sovereign immunity in certain cases, if there's a sympathy theory, we might still get involved in defending it and we might get stuck with it. I do not know. However, we're emphasizing the availability of the TULIP policies that the county insurance broker can provide. And this is to cover the risk for the liability. So what happens is an entity who doesn't have insurance can go online to this online website, put in what they are um, doing. For example, they're having a get together and involves liquor or non-liquor at parks or at one of our locations. And then it spits out what the insurance premium would be. And then that way they would be covered and have insurance. Great, Terry. These are all very interesting policy and process changes uh, that you described here. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about what initiatives uh, are being implemented now that involve multiple county locations? The emphasis of work conditioning, it involves us piloting and it's already underway and it was already started previous to I coming on board. This program applies to FIRE in our law enforcement team and it basically takes them through live physical conditioning of how to, for example, take down someone or how to pick up um, something due to their course and scope of work to help them in the future not have another claim again. 
and also it takes into account what their current ailment is and their limitations. Uh, we're also in the process of creating a safety committee comprised of the safety officers for each department so policies and self-audit schedules can be set on a countywide basis. My dream is that one department officer, like for example from DES, would audit Parks and Recs and the Parks and Recs would audit DES. So we're all in one team, but we are learning from each other. Once you get the results of the audits, you can then provide lessons learned and then share, hey, this is how we did it in our department and how we minimize that loss exposure. And last but not least, I'm thinking that almost all property covered buildings for the county will be inspected by our insurance broker to determine the true value and risk exposure of the property. How I identify this is go around for renewal because I came on board in January, like I mentioned, and then renewal, of course, was in July. And um, what I came to realize is that it hadn't been done for a long time, an evaluation of our building's contents, what um, could be the potential business continuity plan and business eruption of those buildings and how we would cover it because that all affects the insurance value which we must report to the insurer, which in turn the insurer charges us a premium for. So if we are undervaluing, they could technically long-term cancel us. Of course, they would pay, but then they could cancel us, and we don't want that. We're going to need it for any insurer that insures us. We need the true value of the buildings. So right now we're getting experts uh, from the brokers to come out and do that with my team, my two safety individuals that report to me and we're going building by building, mainly the buildings that are of the largest exposures. All these things that I mentioned are not all inclusive. Of course, they're major highlights and we continue every day to do uh, lessons learned and see what other areas of opportunities there are. Great, I had a quick question. So in terms of the buildings that you were talking about, in terms of the coverage, is that only applicable to county-owned buildings or even buildings that we may be leasing? It involves county-owned mainly, but if we are leasing a building and we are responsible for that building, not only the contents, but the building itself, then yes, we would then include it in that list. Gotcha. Great. So it seems like you guys are working on a lot of different initiatives, um, and it gives us a little better idea of what risk management does. Uh, are there any ideas or things that leaders uh, within the county can do today or this month uh, of October to engage employees? Well, the main thing is to support and encourage the, their staff to attend the safety training workshops that are going to be presented online as well as live this month and ongoing because we do have online courses that are constantly there. It doesn't have to be limited to the safety month. To report claims timely, that's very important. Workers' comp as well as liability, auto, um, we need to have those in as soon as possible so we can do our investigation and encourage safety and loss prevention and report any hazards at job locations because employees are our eyes and ears. So they should also bubble up what they're seeing to management as maybe potential hazards. And also when in doubt as to which insurance requirements are needed to be utilized in contracts, to call risk management, call me and you know I will gladly help. Awesome. Lastly, if any of our listeners want to find out more, where can they go to get more information? They go into AC Commons, and then you hit HR, and you hit Risk Management, or you can search on Risk Management, 
and how to report a claim is there for all types of claims, workers' comp, liability, you name it. Um, in addition, it talks about certain safety and loss prevention classes. It talks about just risk management in general. If there's still questions, of course, our number's there so you can call us. All right. Terry, thank you so much for taking the time to explain to all the listeners out there what risk management is all about. I think I learned some new things today, and I hope that the listeners have some takeaways as well. Thank you for tuning into the Employee Lounge. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that you'll join us again for our next episode. Please remember to subscribe and listen to new and archived episodes at any time on your mobile devices. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud by searching for Arlington County Government Employee Lounge. Please help us get the word out by sharing this podcast with your boss, your team, and fellow county employees. Until next time, stay sharp.